The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Good morning, I'm Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr. and I would like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome, like to welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade Telecast being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles and San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in El Centro, California and New Arizona from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon, from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, channel 22 in Seattle, Washington, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming, from 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV, channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, and from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church located at 1043 Middle Street is the headquarters of the Gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world with a sign at the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon, a landmark in Kali for over 95 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August 4, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hahn Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent and homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. The church choir, under the direction of Emilia Hahn, will start off today's telecast with a spirit-inspiring song entitled, Discipleship. They will be ably accompanied by Edith Matsuki on the piano, George Julia on the organ. Spiritual well-being is core to health and happiness, which is why discipleship is core to everything we do. As we teach others how to put their faith, hope, and trust in the Lord, that will bring forth action to serve the Lord by putting our shoulders to the gospel wheel. We glorify the Lord as we lift His name in the praises and thanksgiving, for He's worthy to be praised. Please join in and sing with the choir as though you see the words appear on your screen. 
The church band under the direction of yours truly will play the powerful song Exodus. Yes, TV viewers, with the Lord on our side, we will we always be victorious, no matter if you're up against one individual or group of people or even an army. Just like in the days of Moses, when the Lord made a way of escape for the Israelites to flee from Pharaoh and the Egyptian army, he is here today to deliver us from the fiery dots of the wicked and take us to the land that is flowing with milk and honey. All the Lord asks is for our simple trusting faith and service to him.
Our solace for today is Trusty Associate Pastor Evans Brooks Sr., who will give the Lord all the praises and glory, singing the beautiful song entitled, There's a Sweet, Sweet Spirit. Doing his background music, be Associate Pastor Martin Bing on the bass, Mason Asano singing on the guitar, Iris Luck on the drums, and yours truly on the piano. Jesus is the sweetest name we know. He is our friend in good times and the bad times. He is there to lift us up from the depths of the miry clay and give us the peace, joy, and happiness that only comes from above. There's a sweet, sweet spirit in this place And I know that it's the spirit of the sweet expressions on each face and I know they feel the presence of the The church choir will now perform their final number for today entitled, The Love of God. 
As the words of the song goes, the love of God is rich and pure, measureless and strong, and will endure forevermore. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. have an ukulele trio done by Deanna, Dion, and Dean Carrillo Jr. They will play the song, He Ransomed Me. They will be accompanied by Johanna Carrillo on the piano. 
In love divine, our Lord and Savior picked us up from the depths of despair and ransomed our souls. Through His great mercy and amazing grace, He takes us to the heights of joy and gladness. We lift up His name to the highest and give Him all the praises, glory, and thanksgiving unto His holy name. The saints in harmony will blend their voices in sweet harmonies of the song entitled, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Our Lord and Savior remains faithful day in and out, day out, in the largest and smallest of circumstances. His mercies and great goodness are always with us to pave the way to victory. We are comforted to know that He is only a prayer away, each and every moment of the day. At this time, it is a great pleasure to dedicate this song to Mr. and Mrs. Clyde and Melody Batakal. 
May the Lord continue to bless and strengthen you all the days of your lives. Have a wonderful Sunday.
Good morning, and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I would like to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU TV channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR TV channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado. And from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning a schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kaimiki Branch Church located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanera Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. Alverio in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloi in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Bologo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now I'd like to turn our program back to head pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his spirit-directed and spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. We wonder to never cease. With the Lord, no. From Him, we can always expect the unexpected, and such has been the case for us. I continue to be overwhelmed by the generosity of our viewers who continue to send us such heartwarming letters and donations. May the good Lord pour forth His blessings upon you. Because of you, our viewing audience, I know that our programs bearing the gospel message, such as the one I have prepared for you today and entitled, There Is a God in Heaven, are not being televised in vain. Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, had a dream that troubled him. It troubled him greatly. He couldn't sleep because of the dream. He was puzzled. He called upon his wise men and magicians and said to them, tell me the meaning of this dream. 
They replied as found in Daniel 2.4. Then spake the Chaldeans to the king in Syria, also called Aramaic. O king, live forever. Tell the servants the dream and we will show the interpretation. And the king said, I have forgotten the dream. But you claim to be wise men and great men. Surely you can tell me what I dreamed. And you can tell me the meaning thereof. If you cannot do this, you shall be cut to pieces and your houses shall be made a dunghill. We will try, said the wise men and the magicians, but give us time. They called a meeting and tried to find a solution to the problem, but they were helpless. In the city of Babylon, there lived a young man who was a friend of God. His name was Daniel. He went before the king and said, give me just a little time and I will tell you the dream and the interpretation thereof. What followed is what every person should do. Daniel called his three friends and took the matter to God in a prayer meeting and said unto them, I want you to pray with me and ask God to reveal to me the dream and its interpretation. In the middle of the night, after much prayer and supplication, the vision came as you read in Daniel 2, 19 to 20. Then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in a night vision. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. Daniel did a fine thing when he went down upon his knees and thanked God for revealing the truth unto him. The following day, Daniel went before the king and said to him, There isn't a man upon the earth who could tell you your dream and the interpretation of it. Let us read Daniel 2.28. But there is a God in heaven that revealeth secrets and maketh known to the king, Nebuchadnezzar, what shall be in the latter days. Thy dream and the visions of thy head upon the bed are these. And then told the king the dream and meaning thereof. This pleased the king to the extent that he gave Daniel many rich gifts and made him ruler over Babylon and chief over his wise men. Listen to Daniel 2, 47 to 49. The king answered unto Daniel and said, Of a truth it is that your God is a God of gods and a Lord of kings and a revealer of secrets, seeing thou couldst reveal this secret. Then the king made Daniel a great man and gave him many great gifts and made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon and chief of the governors over the wise men of Babylon. Then Daniel requested of the king, and he said, Sidrach, Meshach, and Abednego over the affairs of the province of Babylon. But Daniel sat in the gate of the king. Daniel became the first prime minister of Babylon. And can you imagine? Daniel remembered his three friends who helped him pray for the request, and they were promoted too. You and I, in times of trouble, tests, and trials, can say, there is a God in heaven who answers prayers for the righteous. As Paul tells us in 8.28, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. For many years, the children of Israel had been in bondage. Listen to Exodus 1, 13 to 14. 
and the Egyptians made the children of Israel to serve with rigor, and they made their lives bitter with hard bondage, in mortar and in brick, in all manner of service in the field. All their service, when they made them serve, was with rigor. This means that they treated the Israelites harshly and made them work hard. The process of making the Israelites slaves must have taken many years and lasted through many reigns of many kings. In the end, the Israelites had lost their lands, their wealth, and even their courage, being contented to be slaves. However, God decided they had had enough. Moses appeared before the king of Egypt and gave him the message from the Lord, let my people go that they may serve me. Many tests and trials, as well as disappointments, followed. But at last, the Israelites were on their way out, as we read in Exodus 12, 37 to 38. And the children of Israel journeyed from Ramses to Succoth, about 600,000 on foot that were men beside children. And a mixed multitude went up also with them, and flocks, and herds, even very much cattle. The mixed multitudes were the people of Israelite and Egyptian births who had attached themselves to the Israelites in their escape from Egypt. The king allowed the Israelites to go, and they were rejoicing on their way to the promised land. On their way, they came to the Red Sea, and it lay before them forbidding and impassable. They looked back and saw the soldiers of Pharaoh pursuing them with swords in hand. The Israelites knew that they could drown, be killed, or taken back to Egypt. They were in a tight situation. In front of them was the Red Sea. On either side, the mountains, and back, the soldiers of Pharaoh. The people cried out to Moses, as you read in Exodus 14, 11, and it said unto Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, Hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt us with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? This was in sarcasm, for Egypt was famous for its wonderful tombs, the pyramids. Moses replied, as you read in verse 13 and 14, and Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today shall see no, he shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. Then Moses cried out unto God, and the Lord spoke unto him, saying in verse 16, But lift thou up thy rod, and stretch out thine hand over the sea, and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. Moses lifted up his rod, and soon there was a dry path through the middle of the waters, which were backed up like a wall on either shore. Verse 22 tells us, And the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon the dry ground, and the waters were a wall unto them on the right hand and on their left. They landed safely on the other shore. The Egyptians said, If the Israelites can get through, so can we. But God caused the waters to roll over them, and they all drowned in the midst of the sea. Let us read verses 27 and 28. And Moses stretched forth his hand over the sea, 
and the sea returned to his strength when the morning appeared, and the Egyptians fled against it. And the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea, and the waters returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen and all the hosts of Pharaoh that came into the sea after them. There remained not so much as one of them. Listen, what is the sound of the other shore? It is not murmuring, it is not grumbling. It is the song of the redeemed Israelites praising God in heaven. Read Exodus 15, 1 to 3. Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord, and spake, saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. For the horse and his rider had he thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and song. He has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will prepare him in habitation. My Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. And today we know the name of the Lord is Jesus Christ. Yes, the name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous runneth into it and is safe. Have there been times of great distress for you? Have you been bound on every side, not knowing which way to go? Has your pathway been full of dangers? Just remember that there is a God in heaven, and he cares for you. Reach out and pour out your soul to him, and he will open up the way and lead you into happiness, peace, and joy. During King Nebuchadnezzar's reign, he built an image of gold and set it in the midst of the plains. It was an awesome statue, 95 feet high. The king then issued a decree, let all the people bow down and worship this image or they'll be thrown into the fiery furnace. Everyone in the land obeyed this decree, falling down upon their knees and worshiped the golden image. But there were three young Hebrews who refused to bow down. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego bowed before no one except the God of heaven. In his madness, the king sent for them, as we read in Daniel 3, 23-25. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, bound into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished, and rose up in haste, and spake and said unto his counselors, Did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. This was undoubtedly our Lord Jesus Christ himself, how he cares for his own. It is an assurance for us today of his presence with us, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. There is only one God, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, strength, and might. Yes, we will not bow down to any image or any other God. There may come a time when we'll be forced to take a stand, either for or against Jesus Christ, who is the Almighty God. It may be persecution for you, but Jesus will always stand by you. There may come a time when we are thrown into the fiery furnace of suffering, tests, and trials, and affliction. But when that time comes, just remember, Jesus will never forsake his own. He is bigger than anyone else. He has more power, as we read in Matthew 28, 18. 
And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth, which brings us to the gospel and salvation. What does salvation mean? When we refer to the dictionary, we find this definition, a saving or being saved, preservation from destruction, rescue. When a man who is drowning is pulled to safety, he has experienced a type of salvation. A businessman about to lose everything is rescued through friends of assistance and the business is saved. It's another type of salvation. However, the salvation which cometh from the Lord offers to all sinners his life that they might have life. Mankind who is destined to hell and eternal punishment is saved through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, but few men will recognize and believe in him. However, the house of Cornelius, an Italian who is spoken of in the book of Acts chapter 10, knew there was something to the God of the Jews. He was a man who felt an emptiness within. His fear of the Lord caused him to live a just life acceptable to God, and he prayed fervently. Suddenly, the Lord began to fill his emptiness. As you read in Acts 10, 3, 4, he saw in a vision evidently about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming into him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thy alms are come up for a memorial before God. Isn't it wonderful to know that as you reach up to him in prayer, he will reach down to us and render an answer. Yes, God gave Cornelius the answer to his prayers. God also prepared Peter, who was now filled with the Holy Ghost, to preach unto them the things that were commanded of God. What were these things, you might ask? Among the most important was none other than the gospel of the kingdom of God. Peter's first words amidst an inquiring multitude is listed in Acts 2.38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Cornelius, hearing these words, believed and became the first fruit of the Gentile world. John the Beloved writes in John 3, 5, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Cornelius found relief as he listened to the word of God. Finally, we read in Acts 4, 12, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Did not Jesus say, I am the way, the truth, and the life? Now put yourself in the shoes of Cornelius, a God-fearing man, diligent in prayer and worship, and yet possessing a longing soul. The same rejoice as the rival of Peter, and as a result of their coming together, a miracle happened in their lives. As Peter spoke the word of the Lord, they were filled with the Holy Ghost, spoke in tongues, and magnified God. The Jews marveled at this event because the power of God not only rested on the Jews, but upon the Gentiles as well. A new revelation was given to Peter regarding God's plan of salvation through this experience. And Peter commanded them 
to be baptized. Listen to Acts 10, 47 to 48. Can any forbid water that he should not be baptized, which received the Holy Ghost as well as we? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Yes, without the name of Jesus in water baptism, one has not yet fulfilled all righteousness and is not saved. Like into Cornelius, I encourage you to follow the heaven-sent message to salvation. Now, let's return to our message. There is a God in heaven. I'm sure some of you know the story of how Daniel learned this truth in the lion's den. A decree was sent out saying that no one should worship but the king. But Daniel, God's man, paid no more attention to the decree. Three times daily, he knelt before his window and offered his prayer to God. Because of his disobedience to the laws, the order was given that Daniel was to be thrown into the lion's den. However, before Daniel reached the lion's den, God went to work. As we read in Daniel 6.16, then the king commanded and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of the lions. Now the king spake unto Daniel, Thy God whom thou servest continually, he will deliver thee. The next morning, King Darius descended into the den. Let us read verse 20. And when he came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. And his king spake and said to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God whom thou servest continually, able to deliver thee from the lions? In the 21, 24 verses we read, Then said Daniel to the king, O king, live forever. My God has sent his angel and has shut the lions' mouths, that they have not hurt me. For as much as before him, innocency was found in me. And also before thee, O king, have I done no hurt. And the king commanded, and they brought those men which had accused Daniel. And they cast them into the den of lions, them, their children, and their wives. And the lions had the mastery of them and break all their bones in pieces, whoever they came at the bottom of the den. So to you in the viewing audience, I say, stand up for Jesus. Though you be cast into the den of lions, he will take care of you, for he careth for you. Now we find the apostle Peter learned the truth in prison. Peter and the other apostles were preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. Herod, the chief politician, wanted to sway the people. Away in his favor, he had killed James with the sword. And when he saw how it pleased the people, he cast Peter into prison. Prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God. Herod's intention was to kill Peter. Peter lay down and went to sleep, chained to guards on either side. He was the only true born-again Christian, asleep in Jerusalem that night. God heard the prayers of the prayer band, and an angel came into the prison, released Peter, and restored him to the church, as you read in Acts 12, 11. And when Peter was come to himself, he said, Now I know of a surety that the Lord had sent his angel and had delivered me out of the hand of Herod 
and from all the expectation of the people of the law of Jews. You may persecute the preacher, criticize him all, and even want to imprison him. That is your privilege. But remember, there is a God in heaven. And he said, touch not my anointed, for he is the apple of my eye. Now what happened to Herod? He sat upon his throne and made his speech to the people. They applauded him greatly. We read in Acts 12, 22-23, and the people gave a great shout saying, it is the voice of God and not of man. And immediately the anger of the Lord smote him because he gave not God the glory. And it was eaten of worms and gave up the ghost. Yes, viewers, there are many things to remember when you have sinned. First, the Lord knows about your sin. You may look to the east, the west, the north, or south and think no one is to your witness to your sin. God knows about it, whether it is committed in the brightness of the midday of sun or in the blackness of the midnight hour. God looks down upon everything as a picture into our lives. He sees the sparrow when it falls. He watches the rose as it grows. He watches the sun and the moon as they shine. The second thing to remember is that God is quick to forgive us. If we confess our sins, read in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Take the case of the prodigal son coming home. He knew he had sinned, but when he saw his father, he cried out with a great remorse. Read Luke 15, 21, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and am no more worthy to be called thy son. The father cut off the confession, wrapped his loving arms around his son, forgave him, and commanded his servants thusly in verses 23-24, bring forth the best robe and put a ring around his hand and shoes on his feet and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. Yes, they had the greatest celebration ever. When there is sparrow, sorrow, or trouble, God is there. As Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And now if you'd like to know more about God's word, the church, and review these telecast presentations in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. And now here is the church band to close out today's telecast with this upbeat song entitled, More Abundantly.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.